You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. I want to start with peace tonight. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. And I probably don't have to work too hard to convince you that the world needs peace. Just the amount of anxiety that most of us wade through on a daily basis in our minds and in our experiences. We know that peace is a hot commodity. We need it. The world needs it. And we don't always know how to feel it, how to get it. This week, my next, my next door neighbors had their sidewalk redone. Now their spot looks really shiny <laughs> and nice while the rest of the block looks really old and worn. So this is my this is my sidewalk, that's their sidewalk. And some of the other neighbors are like seriously jealous about this. They're like, did you know it's, it costs three grand to get your sidewalk done? I didn't know that. That didn't bother me as much as the several days of jackhammering in front of the house and the yelling between them and the contractors and like walking, you know, around the sidewalk, like into the street to get to my house. And... um my neighbor who got it done even sat out there. The, the day that the cement was wet, he sat out there all day just to make sure that nobody, like, put their handprint in it or, like, wrote a message. So it was a little drama. And then yesterday, and I don't know if these two things are related, but um, the sewer drainage pipe in our basement started leaking. Jeff fixed it, thank God. But... We have, it was unfortunate because we have friends living in our basement right now who are ready to deliver their baby at CHOP. They're from Brooklyn. They're staying with us for a couple weeks because their baby needs to be delivered at CHOP and then get a really vital surgery. So all I could picture was like the sewer waters rising on them, you know, as they sleep right before they're, you know, while they're having enough trouble like bringing their baby (laughs) into this world to have the healthiest start that it can. But it got me just thinking about how it's always something to disturb our peace, right? And I think the more good that you are trying to do in the world, probably the more disturbances you will have to your peace of mind. And I think a lot of that is just because of the nature of the world. Um, We live in a lot of violence, I'm talking about the violence that people do to themselves and to each other. The microaggressions based on race and gender. Differences and misunderstandings. The macroaggressions and systems that perpetuate these injustices. And then there's the more noticeable crisis moments, like the times that I wake up to a drunken domestic dispute also on my block, or like uh, sirens from an overdose. These are things you probably experience too. And also the violence we do to the earth. You probably saw this week all the footage from uh, Kerala, the Kerala section of India where the flooding is taking hundreds of lives and like just massive sections of the earth are just like sliding down over towns. Several of the places that 
I visited out west with my family this summer have already been engulfed in flames with these fires out west. And so the violence we do to the earth has an impact. And the violence that governments do to people is a power th powerful thing. If you think about the withholding of resources and the distribution of resources around the world and how some people are affected more than others in the ongoing wars. I was reading yesterday about the president considering this privatization of the war in Afghanistan that's been going on for 18 plus years. And many, many of our wars, by the way, are already privatized, but he was talking about um, this new plan and the, the it, if we do this, the leader, this um, military contract, this private military contractor would be called the viceroy, seriously, and like report directly to the president, unless, the, unless that's fake news that I read. Um, but we're talking about big money and big violence, and this is just happening. Some of some of you even here in this meeting have experienced levels of violence in, in relationships, even in combat. One of my friends in, in our last meeting actually spent time in Afghanistan. And so lots of us are trying to actually recover from some violence that has been perpetuated on us, and it's hard not to internalize that and take it out on others. So we need peace. But I think we need a deeper kind of peace that is beyond circumstances because peace that forces violence to end is more violence and coercion. That's where you get this peacekeeper role in video games and movies that, dystopian movies that show these totalitarian uh, governments gone wild. And of course we know even in our own, with our own police who receive military training. So enforcing peace is kind of an oxymoron, in my opinion. We need something deeper, something that changes our hearts, right? A power greater than our own that gives us peace and allows us to share it. I love what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome who was facing all kinds of lack of peace, uh, all kinds of inequality, um, betrayal, violence. He wrote to them, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through Jesus, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we have the Holy Spirit. And I'm not sure we really appreciate this all the time because the direction and the presence of the Holy Spirit is most often discerned quietly and gently. If we're listening and waiting and seeking, it doesn't come as some like big epic 
uh, event, big dramatic event usually. I think we learn about the Holy Spirit in us through a, a million conscious turnings toward God throughout the day, if we can, if we can do that. And it can be so exciting to realize that you're not alone, like Ellen was, like Ellen discovered that God was really with her and even leading her and, and guiding her and looking out for her. Some of us have been reading this book throughout the summer, and it's all about that. It's about how to kind of tune in to the Holy Spirit being with you and guiding you. Um, so later this week, we're going to have an online thing. Um, and you, and you could come, you could show up to that whether you read the book or not. But it's all about that gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul says we have peace with God through Jesus. And I think that's the heart of it right there in his first line here in Romans 5. We have peace with God through Jesus. Not, not peace through our circumstances, not peace through our holiness, not peace through the stuff we have or our skills or good looks or our ability to be successful or victorious in life. He says we have peace with God through Jesus. I think somebody who lives this, as I've been discovering, is the artist Kendrick Lamar. So I want to kind of highlight him tonight. He, he is successful, um, obviously, as a rapper and a hip-hop artist. And I think there's probably some costs to that, to being successful. I think he probably has to do some things to sell albums. But he's resisting a lot of the trash that comes along with that because of his faith in Jesus and his peace with God. Like, he lives in this kind of normal-sized house with his high school sweetheart of 10 years. He's just trying to keep his feet on the ground, even though he won a, Pul a Pulitzer Prize for his latest album. And he's really on the cutting edge of the hip-hop scene. But I think he really is a modern-day prophet because he doesn't mince words or feelings about what it's like to be a black man in America and yet he resists the violence and consumerism of what that violence can do to a human being, what, what that violence can do to our souls. He feels like God saved him from despair, from the, the crime and hopelessness and alcoholism of his childhood and young adulthood in L.A., and, and that God has given him a new message of hope and love to share. And so he's, he's trying to just live it. And I, I could see it by the way he lives. And I know it can't be easy to be him, just like it's not easy to be who you are and hang on to Jesus and live this message of hope in the midst of all that you face. But I think we're doing it. Here's my shot um, from my seat at the show last night. Um, Pygmalion. Yeah, it was, it's really like top notch acting. These guys are amazing. I, I'm not even a theater person and, and I'm just amazed by what they do. You probably already know this, but the play, um, Pygmalion is, it's like from what, early 1900s, George Bernard Shaw. And it's kind of the story of my fair lady. And it, it, it exposes these injustices in our society around gender, especially in class. 
But I think the most, so that's cool, but I think the most wonderful part of the night for me was um, talking with some of the actors after the show and, and hearing, especially from the oldest actor in the show, who wouldn't, wouldn't claim, doesn't claim to have faith in Jesus, um, but he was telling me what, what you guys are doing. And I, I don't think he really, you know, he calls me Padre, so I don't think he really gets what is going on here. But he, enough to say, like, what you guys are doing is really special. And he was describing how, um, what it's like to work for Lewis and Terry to, to, to make a production like this. And he said, he said, you know, they create this culture of honor where everybody's important and everybody's valuable and they know about everybody. And they're also really chill when things go wrong. And I, knowing Lewis and Terry, I know things have gone wrong a lot. And, uh, I was just so glad to hear that, like, they're, they're still putting out this vibe that it's okay because it is okay. Because of Jesus, it is okay. No matter what happens, we're going to be okay. And they're living that. Like Kendrick Lamar, like many of you. So at the end of the book, Saying Yes to God, um, the author, who's just a humble, normal guy, like the rest of us, even though he like wrote a book on listening to the Holy Spirit, he um, is in tune with his own brokenness as a person. And um, he ends with this blessing from the Bible because he feels like we need to receive, we need to keep receiving the peace of God. It's not something that we can drum up ourselves. And so he he gives us this blessing from Thessalonians, and I, I just want to read it to you, and then we can turn it into a prayer for us to pray here tonight. It says, May the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, see if you can receive this, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And so I tried it as a prayer this morning, like it's said to do on the daily prayer. And it, I, I got a bit of direction just from praying this. And so I offer it to you here right now that we could pray it together um, for all that we face. Because God can give us the strength to suffer for love, to resist evil, to speak the truth, to bring hope to our troubled hearts and times. So let's pray it out loud together. Let's do it two times. And then, and then try it quietly to yourself. Let's see if we can receive it. Lord Jesus Christ and God my Father, I am loved by you, and by your grace I am given eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage my heart and strengthen me in every good deed and word. Let's try it again. I think it's hard to really let, let the blessing in. Lord Jesus Christ and God my Father, I am loved by you, and by your grace I am given eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage my heart and strengthen me in every good deed and word. Now try it quietly to yourself. That's good. Let me pray for us.
Jesus, thank you for making peace with your own body, bringing people together, giving us hope that we can rise with you out of the mess. I pray that we could keep following you this week, saying yes to that grace, that goodness and love that, that is for us. And we thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.